Amen. I'm going to turn your attention this evening to the book of Acts, the fifth chapter. The book of Acts and the fifth chapter. And I want to, I want to read to you just a few verses of scripture. I'm glad you're here tonight. I know it's a Sunday night, warm outside. One of the first really good warm days of the season. And I'm glad you came to church. Amen. I'm glad that you came to the house of God to hear the word of God, to pray with the people of God, to worship in the beauty of holiness. Amen. Acts chapter 5, verse 17. Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is of the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together and all the synod of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keeper standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. I just want to talk to you tonight for a little bit on the subject, Empty Prisons. Empty prisons. Could we just lift up our voices unto the Lord in Jesus' name? God, I thank you for your goodness tonight. Lord, I thank you for this gathering of your people. I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to hear your word tonight in the name of Jesus. Allow your word to have free course in our hearts and in our minds. Lord, I pray for an anointing upon the preaching of the word and upon the hearing of the word. Lord, that we may all translate into a doing of the word. We thank you, God, and praise your name and honor you in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. We need to recommit ourselves to the understanding that it is God's will that we be free. We must not become comfortable with the yoke of bondage. Amen. By the way, I'm so glad to see Brother Sam Nip here tonight. God bless you. The Lord has touched his body. We thank the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's a, a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. God touched his body with healing power this week, and we're thankful that you're here tonight. God bless you, Brother Sam. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We need to recommit ourselves to the truth that Jesus Christ makes us free. That he does not intend for us to live in a yoke of bondage. But that he intends for us to be in the liberty of Jesus Christ. Free from the chains that bind the human soul. And so many times we, because we live in this world, we end up thinking that it is normal for there to be 
a spiritual bondage. Something that keeps us from, from truly experiencing the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. I, I think it is so sad when the children of God are not able to lay claim to the joy of the Holy Ghost or to the peace of God, where they somehow believe that it's some kind of an elusive thing. One day, maybe, I'll have perfect peace. One day, maybe, I'll have the joy of the Lord in my life. One day, maybe, I'll have the love of God to fill my heart. No, 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 that is, ladies and gentlemen, that is the will of God for you to live triumphantly and victoriously in the freedom of God and not to be in the bondage of sin, not to be in the bondage of fear, not to be in the bondage of depression, not to be in the bondage of doubt and worry, not to be in the bondage of sadness and skepticism, but to live in the glorious liberty of Jesus Christ. We must recommit ourselves to that truth over and over and over again. So the scripture says in John chapter 8 and verse 32 that if you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. If you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Now this is an explanation of why we teach the truth of the word of God. Because if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. This is why we share it in as many venues as possible. This is why we preach it, and then we teach it, and then we teach it again, and then we preach it again. We're only preaching one message, and that is Jesus Christ, who is the truth, the way, and the life. We don't have multiple messages that we preach. We have one message that we preach. Somebody said apostolic Pentecostal preachers only have about six or seven topics that they can preach about. And they, of course, were trying to be derogatory. They said their, their theology is so narrow, they've only got about six or seven subjects they can preach about. And I thought, well, now that's not very nice to say. To say that we don't have but six or seven topics we can preach about. The truth is, we've only got one topic we can preach about. What do you mean six or seven topics? We've only got one topic. And we don't need to be preaching anything but Jesus. We don't need to be teaching anything but Jesus. I don't care if we're talking about leadership. You've got to preach Jesus' leadership. I don't care if we're talking about marriage. You've got to talk about Jesus' marriage. We can't talk about, we're not, if we're talking about healing, we're talking about Jesus and healing. Or Jesus and finances. Or Jesus and parenting. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He is the way. Oh, hallelujah. I heard Dr. Johnny James say, Buddha said, go that way. Muhammad said, go that way. And, and, and other religious leaders said, go that way. But Jesus said, I am the way. He's unlike anybody, ladies and gentlemen. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you know that truth, that truth shall make you free. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to know the truth. And this is why strong churches are built upon the truth of the word of God. This is why strong families are built upon the truth of the Word of God. So we're going to talk a lot about the oneness of God and the holiness of God and the importance of praising God and worshiping God and praying to God and, and being consecrated to God. And we're going to talk a lot about how Jesus has, has gone before us 
and that he, he has fought our battles on our behalf and that trusting in him will give you the victory in your daily battles. We're going to talk about that as we preach and as we teach and as we sing. It's going to come through in our songs. But what, why? Because we're trying to help people know the truth. Because if you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. Oh, blessed be his name. The truth shall make you free. Glory to God. And I, I remember Brother D.L. Welch, pastor of the great church in Pensacola, Florida, one of the great uh, apostolic churches, and uh, he would preach on the oneness of God any chance he got. He preached on the oneness of God. And if it took him, if it took him five minutes to get into the oneness of God, they started getting worried. Maybe he was compromising on the message or something. They, they tease him afterward. They said, you got to the five-minute mark before you talked about the oneness of God. We're starting to get worried about where you stand on the subject. But you got to preach the oneness of God. Hallelujah. You've got to preach the mighty God in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Reconciling the world unto himself. You've got to preach if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. You, we got to preach there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We've got to preach, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God what are you what are you trying to do I'm trying to get you to know the truth because if you know these truths it will make you free free from what free from sin free from fear free from depression free from your past Free from condemnation. Hallelujah. Free. Free. And he goes on to say in John chapter 8, he said, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. So we have to be recommitted to this concept of freedom in Jesus Christ. Notice what the word of the Lord says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse 17. The scripture says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I love the whole construct of that verse because he made sure we understood what spirit he was talking about. He wasn't talking about just a spiritual experience. He wasn't just talking about a spiritual feeling. He was saying the Lord is that Spirit. Let's make sure we know what spirit we're talking about. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is in the room or wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty. This is something you have to know about freedom and about liberty. Everywhere the Holy Ghost is, there's liberty. Everywhere the Holy Ghost is, there's freedom. This is why we encourage you to praise ye the Lord, because he inhabits the praises of Israel. And when you begin to magnify the Lord and praise his name, the Spirit of the Lord is in those praises. Oh, hallelujah. He's in the praise itself. That doesn't just mean that he comes down and, and, in, and is near you while you're praising him. He's in the praise. So when the praise comes out of your mouth, he's in that praise. When the praise enters your mind, he's in that praise. He's in the praises that you give to the Lord. So we're encouraging people, praise his name. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. And praise him according to his excellent greatness. And praise him with the timber 
timbrel and praise him with the dance and praise him upon the organ and upon the loud cymbals and upon the high sounding cymbals and praise him with all of your heart. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody in your heart to the Lord. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him when the sun goes down. Hallelujah. Lift up holy hands and praise his name. Clap your hands all you people we tell you. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. We'll say it like this. We'll say make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We'll say sing unto the Lord a new song. What are we trying to do? We're trying to get you into an environment where that the spirit of the Lord is resident because where the spirit of the Lord is there. Right there. There in that moment in that place at that time there is liberty hallelujah but you say but I'm bound by this sickness no where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty I'm talking about liberty from your sickness I'm talking about liberty from your doubt I'm talking about liberty from your sadness where the spirit of the Lord is there is there is liberty glory to God we've got to be recommitted to that over and over Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. I want to remind you that when Christ made you free, he made you free indeed. Be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. The writer of Galatians, Paul, was trying to tell the church at Galatia that there is a possibility that you could be entangled again. Entangled by things God has already delivered you from. Entangled by things God has delivered your fathers from. Entangled. My goodness, it's important that we understand. We don't need to go back to old heresies that God already gave our fathers and forefathers victory over. Don't backslide into some ungodly doctrine of devils thinking that because it's accepted by mainstream religion in this world that it's somehow some kind of a new idea or revelation you should get a hold of. No, God already delivered. Listen, Israel, who kept falling back into the old idolatry that God delivered their fathers from, you're going to get entangled in the yoke of bondage. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. I'm so, it's so, it is so saddening to see people who will drift off into some kind of a, of a false teaching that God had delivered their fathers from. And they don't, take, they don't take it into consideration that God has given them victory over this. And they go back and are entangled again in the yoke of bondage. The way that you refuse the yoke of bondage is to stand fast in the liberty of Jesus Christ. Know the truth. Know the truth. Know the truth. Know that God is one. Know that God was manifest in the flesh. Know that God was the Lamb of God. He was the Father and the Son at the same time. Know, ladies and gentlemen, that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save those that were lost. Understand, know the truth that He died the death you were supposed to die. But he lived the life you were incapable of living. Know the truth. Understand, hallelujah, that he tasted death for every man. Know the truth. Understand, hallelujah, that he descended into the lower parts. 
understand that God will not leave his holy one in hell. Neither will he suffer his holy one to see corruption. Don't, don't you gotta know the truth. Understand that he came forth up out of the grave with healing power, resurrection power. Hallelujah. That he poured out the Holy Ghost upon all flesh. Hallelujah. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Know the truth. Know that the Holy Ghost is come. The Comforter is come. And he shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever Jesus has said unto you. Know the truth. Understand. Understand in your spirit. Hallelujah. That it is Christ that makes us free. Know that nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ can deliver you. Understand you got to be close to the cross. Know the truth. Hey, you know where to run to when you get in trouble. You hear what I'm telling you? I said you know where to run to. You run to an old-fashioned altar. You fall on your knees. You fall on your face. You cry out to God. Hallelujah. Know the truth. Understand. Don't just look for it when you get in trouble, but live it and let it build you up in a most holy and precious faith. Thank you, Jesus, because God wants you to live in freedom and in liberty. And so many times we don't even know what that means because we're constantly getting entangled again in the yoke of bondage. But God wants us to be free. Now, the enemy is continually trying to Bring the people of God into subjection. Don't misunderstand. We are in a spiritual warfare. How many know we're in a spiritual warfare? And you got to know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We've got to be able to pray. And we've got to be able to worship. We need to know how to let the Spirit make intercession for us. We need to know how to speak in tongues until we break through. We need to know how to travail in the Holy Ghost until the burden lifts off of us. We need to be able to understand the power of repentance, daily repentance. We need to, these are, these are truths that will make you free. Know how to commit your way unto the Lord and he shall bring it to pass. Knowing how to, to dedicate yourself and, and present yourself as a living sacrifice. And, and these are, this is the truth that makes you free. But the enemy wants to bring you into bondage. And that's what we see in this passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 5. Peter and, and, and John and the rest of the apostles, they were doing a great work for God. We come into this passage of Scripture following a remarkable event in the, in the time of the, of the early church. Scripture says that, that everybody was bringing all the land that they had. They sold the land they owned and they brought it to the apostles' feet. And it was something the Lord had orchestrated throughout the church. Ananias and Sapphira conspired to keep back part of the price of the land. And they, they had determined that we will just hold this here and we'll pretend that we're giving everything to God. Listen, God knows when you're giving him everything. And when you're not giving him everything. So they had conspired in their heart not to give the fullness of what the Lord had required. And they brought it to the apostles' feet. Ananias and then Sapphira. One after another. Ananias brought a portion and laid it down and said, this is all I've got. And it wasn't all he had. He had a, had a little account over in Switzerland. Another one in the Cayman Islands. And he, he had this big old plan all planned out. And Peter didn't, Peter didn't uh, have to 
have to do anything. He just simply said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And Ananias dropped dead right there in front of Peter and before the church. And later, later, Sapphira, his wife, came upon the scene not knowing what had happened to Ananias. And she brought her portion and she lied too. They had decided together to, to tell this lie. And she brought her part and said, this is my, this is, this is everything I've got. And, and when she did, it was a lie. It was, it was only part of what she had. And Peter looked at her and he said, why hast thou conceived this thing in thine own heart? To lie to the Holy Ghost. And she fell down dead right there. And when that happened, great fear came upon the whole church. Now that will put the fear of God in somebody. And the fear of God came upon the whole church. And, and the church got serious about the things of God. And no man had to do anything. No man had to force an act of God. It was the judgment of God upon the dishonesty of Ananias and Sapphira. And the Bible says that great fear came upon the church. And so much that they brought. And, and the Bible says that believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets. Now you got to understand, there was a great revival of giving. These people had opened their hearts and their treasures and everything they had, and they gave it to the Lord. They gave all. The whole church gave all to the Lord. And it sparked a faith in them that was unparalleled. And they had been completely sold out. They did what Jesus had told the rich young ruler to do. And the rich young ruler wouldn't do it. Well, in this Acts chapter 5, the whole church did it. And, and when they did, it sparked a faith in their hearts. And it sparked something in their spirit. And the Bible said that believers were the more added to the church. Multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets. They laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about under Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. This, folks, this is a revival like, like nothing we've ever seen. Every single person who came were healed. <laughs> There's some kind of a power that happens when we just release all my heart, my soul, my body, my mind, everything I have, everything I am, I give it unto you, Jesus. There is a power of God that can operate when we just release all things into the hand of God. The Bible says that every sick person was healed that was brought. Every person vexed with an unclean spirit was delivered. Every one of them, every single one of them, multitudes began to come to the apostles, both of men and women. And they, if they couldn't get to Peter, they would get in proximity to where his shadow would pass by them and his shadow would bring healing to them. This was a revival that we've never fully been able to comprehend in Acts chapter 5. But the Bible says that when this was going on, the high priest rose up and they decided that we can't let this continue. It was a sect of the Sadducees. They were filled with indignation about what God was doing through the church. And they rose up. And the Bible says they laid their hands on the apostles. They put them in the common prison. 
And the Bible says that while they put them in the common prison, by night, the angel of the Lord appeared to those apostles that were in the common prison. And he delivered them out of the common prison. He opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Let me tell you something. If God has ordained you to go and deliver his word and declare his word, there is no power on this earth that can keep you from doing what God has called you to do. This is why we got to go and we got to stand and we got to speak. I said we've got to go, we've got to stand, and we've got to speak. There are three directives from the Lord. Go, stand, and speak. I wish I could just preach on those for a little while, but I won't. I'll save it for another time. We've got to go and we've got to stand on the promises of God and we've got to speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The angel of God came to the prison by night. And delivered them. He opened the doors of the prison and brought them forth and delivered them into the temple. And they were entered into the temple early in the morning. And they're teaching the word of God in the temple of the Lord. And the Bible says that the high priest came and they that were with him and they called the council together. And all the senate of the children of Israel. And they sent to the prison to have the apostles brought forth out of the prison. All right, let's bring them in before this council. We're going to demand an answer of them for why they're preaching and teaching in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got sick people being healed. We've got folks grievously vexed with unclean spirits being delivered. And we can't have that. We have good things happening. We can't have that. We've got lives being changed. We can't have that. That's what the devil feels about the revival that God brings to his church. He does not want the revival. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He does not want the revival that God brings to the church. But that's why the church must continue to go, stand, and speak. Go, stand, and speak. Hallelujah. Go, deliver the word of the Lord, and don't be entangled in any yoke of bondage. Don't be shut down in some prison of intimidation. Don't be shut down in some prison of condemnation. Too many children of God, apostolic believers, are shut down in prisons of their past failures, and God is delivering you from it saying go stand and speak my word too many apostolic believers are are struggling against sin that God has delivered you from and you're struggling against those temptations and you're falling to them and you're stumbling over them and God has already delivered you from it by the power of his blood and you're living in some kind of a prison that wasn't designed for you and if you let him God will send his angel and break you out of that prison They said, we've got to bring them before the council and talk to them. So here come the high priest and here came the council. And they, they just very arrogantly come marching down the street. A big show of going into the prison and we're going to march them out of the prison and down to the council. And, and when they got there, there were the prisons outside the door. The prison guards right outside the door. There was the door shut, locked up. They open it up. They go through all the security. They're emptying their pockets, putting their cell phone on the little, little cup and a little bowl and going through this metal detector and getting into the prison and going down to where the apostles are supposed to be. Only one problem. The apostles aren't in this prison. 
the, it looked like a prison, but there are no prisoners in the prison. The, the, prison was, well, the prison was locked, but there's no prisoners in the prison. The, the, there were bars, no prisoners. There was security, but no prisoners. It was, it was shut up, shut down, locked up, locked tight. It was maximum security and, and no prisoners inside that prison. And I want you to know it, you can go through an experience in life that has all the earmarks of a prison only to be delivered by God. It doesn't matter how locked down that prison may seem to be in your life God can deliver you from that prison other people can look at it and say I can't understand it because I see the door is locked I see that the bars are set I see the maximum security I see the bondage I see the the cuffs I see the cuffs around the ankle I just don't see them inside that prison give you an example. Growing up, there was a, a, a wonderful woman of God in our church in Kokomo, Indiana, by the name of Sister Debbie Adams. Sister Debbie Adams had, a, had, had the worst case of, of a particular type of lupus that I'd ever seen. And, uh, and she had ended up taking her life, but she was one of the greatest praisers in our church. She, I, I watched as that disease began to cripple her body. And her, hand, her hands were unusable by a certain point. She was in a wheelchair, but she had the voice of an angel. And she would sing the songs of Zion. That was actually the name of our church, Zion Tabernacle. She would sing the songs of Zion. I remember her singing the song, God gave me a song that the angels cannot sing. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. I've been redeemed. The Lord has been so good to me. He's opened doors I could not see. Sometimes when I am feeling low, no one to care, no place to go, my Father is rich in houses and lands. He holds the power of the world in his hands. And she would sit there in that wheelchair, her hands crippled up, her arms pulled in, and she would hold that microphone and she would sing under the anointing of God. God gave me a song. Sometimes when I'm feeling low, no one to care, no place to go. My father is rich in houses and lands. And I saw what I saw was I saw what looked like a prison to me. I, it had all the earmarks of a prison. The wheelchair was there. That's a prison. It was there were there were cuffs on her hands. She couldn't use her hands like I could use my hands, and she couldn't use her legs the way I could use my legs. It looked like a prison, but there was no prisoner in that prison because when you looked inside, she wasn't locked into that body. She had come up out of that prison with a song of the redeemed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to understand. I don't know. Some people might look at your circumstances and say, that looks like a prison to me. Look at how bad their situation is. Look at what all they've been through. Look at the difficulty they've been facing. Look at their marriage falling apart. Look at their children rebelling. Look at their finances crumbling. You may, it might look like a prison. It might have all the earmarks of being a prison, but you don't have to be a prison. 
prisoner inside that prison. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. Can I remind somebody that you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost? I said, can I remind somebody that you've been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. They walked into that prison and they were like, where are the prisoners? And the prison guards are standing there smug. And they thought, I don't know if they thought they were joking or what. And they said, what do you mean, where are the prisoners? There's no prisoners in the prison. The prison guards were just as surprised as were the high priest and that sect of the Sadducees. No prisoners in the prison. No prisoners in the prison. We don't remember any prisoners leaving. But the angel of the Lord came by night. Oh, glory to God, the angel of the Lord came by night and he opened the doors of the prison and he brought them out of the bondage that the enemy had decided for them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the scripture says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. You know, that's what the Bible says. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. You know what the fowler is? The fowler is a bird catcher. He hunts fowls. So if you think there's some foul play going on in your life, that's probably what that is. The fowler's trying to catch you. You know why? Because you were designed to fly, and he doesn't want you to fly. God, God gave you eagle's wings, and the devil doesn't want you to use them. He doesn't want you to soar high above your problems. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that the Lord will surely deliver you from the snare of the fowler. From the snare of the bird hunter. He's hunting. He's hunting for folks who are trying to fly. You're trying to fly and something's holding you down. I don't know what fear is holding you back. I don't know if it's fear of your past or fear of the future. Or if it's, or if it's, a, if it's a depression or a sadness you can't seem to shake. I don't know exactly what the devil has used to try to clip your wings. But hear what I'm preaching to you today. God. God intends for you to fly. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. I remember our good friend, Brother Don Kreckler. I love to tell this story because it was such an impact on my life. Brother Don Kreckler, he ended up, he ended up, I remember when he first started out as a sore on his foot. And then it turned into a situation that required his foot to be removed. Which then required his leg to be removed. They removed his leg all the way up. He was, he was very traumatized by it physically. And, and his body began to swell beyond what it could contain. And it, was a, it was a terrible situation. His, his body was, was going down. It was going down fast. He came to church. He was confined to a wheelchair. He sat there in church with only one leg in his wheelchair. And it was easy to have pity on him. And 
have compassion on him. But the thing that got to me was the Sunday night after he had received the Holy Ghost. He had already been baptized in Jesus' name. I remember looking over at Brother Don Kreckler while we were singing the song we sang it this morning. I am free to run. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. And there sat Brother Don Kreckler, unable to physically run, unable to physically dance, but hands lifted high, shouting as loud as he could, I am free to run. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be his holy name. I want you to know, I don't know what prison the enemy has prepared for you, but, but don't you let him hold you in that prison. I don't care if everything in your world says it's a prison. I don't care if you look around and, and there are the bars and there's the wheelchair and there's the doctor's report and there's the bank report and it all says one thing, you're in bondage. You don't have to be in that bondage. Hallelujah. Come on, Paul and Silas. There's only one thing to do when, that, when, when everything has, in, has, has encircled you and you're behind the bars of this prison of life. Pray and sing praises unto God. Pray and sing praises unto God. Pray and sing praises unto God. I wonder if somebody right now could lift your hand and begin to praise the Lord in whatever prison you find yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's it in the name of Jesus. Bless his holy name. Come on, bless his holy name. Don't you fall into the snare of the fowler. Don't you let the devil keep you from flying. You were designed to fly. You were designed to soar. You were designed to have faith. You were designed to have power. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Don't be entangled in any yoke of bondage. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what influence has come against you. But in the name of Jesus we come against every chain of bondage. Every chain of addiction. Every chain. Every effort of the fowler to bring you into captivity. We speak against it now in the name of the Lord. Oh thank you Jesus. In the name of the Lord. Come on let's stand to our feet right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want, I want anybody right now who feels the tightening of life, the tightening of this natural life, I want you just to free yourself right now by praising God. Just praise Him. Just praise Him. Hallelujah. Just praise Him. Now listen, I want you to praise Him. I want you to praise Him in this way. I want you to praise Him according to the truth. Praise Him according to the truth. I want you to praise Him for things like, I want you to praise Him for the blood of Jesus that has the power and makes the difference. Go ahead. Go ahead and praise Him for the blood of Jesus right now. Praise Him for the blood of Jesus. Praise Him for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead. Go ahead and praise Him. Praise Him for the Holy Ghost. Even if you haven't received the Holy Ghost, go ahead and lift up your voice and thank God for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank him for it. Praise him for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him for the truth. I want somebody right now to praise him that by his stripes you are healed. Go ahead. Go ahead in the name of Jesus. Step out in the aisle. Go ahead. Step out in the aisle and praise him. 
Hallelujah. We got a few minutes here. Let's praise him. Is he worthy to be praised? Let's praise him. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. There's victory in the house of God. There's victory in the house of God. Come on, somebody. Step out of the aisle and give him a wave offering. Come on, I need some folks that know what it's like to be in the prison that the devil has set for you. Come out of that prison now in the name of Jesus. Come out of that prison now in the name of Jesus. Come out of that prison now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, I need some folks that are facing financial difficulty. I want you to lift up both hands right now and shout unto God and say, Lord, you are my provider. You are my provider. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, glory to God. I can, I can hear. I can hear the chains breaking right now. I can hear the chains breaking right now. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you be afraid to praise him. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. Come on. In the middle of your sickness, stand up in the prison of that sickness and say, I am healed by the blood of Jesus. I am healed by the blood of Jesus. Come on, I need some young people to step out and praise him right now. I need some young people to step out and praise him right now. I need some elders right now who know the power of God. I need you to step out and begin to sound the praises of the Lord in this house. Yes, I need some mothers and fathers in Jesus' name to step out of their seat and say, Lord, you are my healer. Lord, you are the deliverer. Lord, you are our strong tower. Healing is here. Healing is here. If you have a need tonight, don't leave this place without bringing that need to God. You've learned to live with it. You've learned to cope with it. You've learned to manage it, but God wants to deliver you from it. God wants to break you free from it. I trust in you. my hands. I reach my hands Glory to God. Glory to God. Freedom. 